Are you an HR department of one trying to figure out how to balance task and strategy while keeping up with changes in regulatory compliance? You need a fresh outlook on old topics? Then stop what you're doing, my friends. Grab your coffee and get ready to recharge. If you have people, you have problems to solve and things to do. I'm your host, Brenda Neckbottle, a 20-year human resource professional, ready to explore the HR industry with veterans of business and life with fresh eyes and new ideas. Learn about the rapidly evolving changes in employment law around the country, as well as new tactics to deploy and build engagement in your workforce. If you're looking to implement new best practices to make your job easier in HR, then this podcast is for you. Hey all, I'd like to welcome you back to the Best Practices in Human Resource podcast. This show is designed to help you take the guesswork out of understanding the human resource component and push through the ambiguity of this changing landscape. I'm Brenda, your host and a practicing HR consultant. I've seen a lot of different things done a lot of different ways, and I'm here to help you weed through the abyss of human resource information and help take the stress out of defining your best practices. So who is this podcast for? Well, really, it's for anybody who's in a position of managing human capital in a micro, small, or growing business. There's a great deal of compliance that needs to be met, and having the information and the guidance to implement it month over month is key. If you are a returning listener, thank you so very much for your continued support. I'm so grateful that you continue to join me on this adventure. If this is your first time listening in, we've got another really great show that will help you move your HR objectives forward. So first off, I'd like to take a second and wish everybody a Happy New Year. I'm going to apologize. I sound like a, like I swallowed a frog, unfortunately. I had the Christmas crud. And uh, you know what? The show must absolutely go on. And it's, it's going to be another great, uh, another great episode. So today, we actually have back in the studio with us, we've got Lola, my veteran comfort dog, um, who, as always, may potentially chime in periodically, and her assistant, Champ, the lovable wonder dog, who's really literally at my feet snoring away. Uh, But most importantly, we are going to talk about today, we've got our hot topic for the day. We're going to look at some of the employment law changes uh, across the nation that have recently been announced. Um, We're going to run through uh, the poster changes again, like what we did last episode, but we've got a couple of states to add it on. So we're going to give you another recap of what that is. Big topic today, we're going to really talk about building and supporting your wellness program. And uh, in the show, I have a very special guest with me by the name of Chris Bushy. He is a franchise owner with Cycle Bar, and we're going to kind of talk about some of the things that he's doing with employers. Um, Towards the end of the show, we've got some announcements, um, definitely some more free resources, uh, which are powerful and useful resources that we create. And I'm really excited to share those with you. And then we're going to go ahead and have the quote of the episode as well. So before we get started, um, I want to just make sure that you guys understand that the information available through this podcast really is for informational purposes only and is not for the purpose of providing legal advice. Uh, You should contact your attorney to obtain legal advice with respect to any particular issue. And if you do not have an employment attorney, uh, please feel free to go ahead and contact me and I'm happy to go ahead and refer one to you through our affiliates program.
So today's hot topic is surrounding artificial intelligence. Uh, back in November, I had an interesting conversation with a mentee of mine who is asking what my perspective is on artificial intelligence and how it's going to impact the HR world. And certainly if you thought that if it was something to worry about, um, it's kind of been a conversation that's been playing in my mind ever since. And when he and I talked, my response was simply, I'm not worried. <laughs> I, I'm in the human business, you know, and there's a lot of us around. Um, you know, technology is great, but there really isn't any way that it can fully replace the human factor. Uh, no computer has the ability to calculate things like instinct, um, emotional intelligence, and empathy towards some of those ambiguous and unpredictable situations. In addition, um, AI actually requires a human to write the code and to test the responses for that particular type of interactive support needed to maintain AI's usefulness on a global scale. Um, the risk of replacing a significant portion of the workforce is, in my opinion, not really plausible, particularly at this stage of our global technological profile. Um, there's one very important thing that AI actually relies on that we don't in order to function, and um, that's electricity. So what happens when the power goes out? Uh, how can a business survive? Productivity really completely shuts down at the companies losing millions of renewable revenues minute by the minute, like literally hand over fist. So if we feel like we're going to shut down, we basically go take a nap or we load up on an energy drink like Strikeforce Energy, which, by the way, is really great. Um, but also recently I was doing a little bit of background into this, background look into this, and a study that was done by Team Upturn, which is based out of uh, Washington, D.C., and is a public advocacy, advocacy research, oh my gosh, advocacy research group, I knew it was going to come out there, um, identified that the reliance on technology to eliminate human biases had rapidly grown so much that the growth has now outplaced or outpaced the ability to fully understand it. Um, in essence, by relying on um, artificial intelligence too much, we could actually be taking major steps back in managing our ability to comply with a wide array of employment laws that we're required to hear, adhere to. I'm all for finding different ways of making what we do in this industry uh, smoother, efficient, effective, most importantly, effective. Um, and you know what? And because there's a lot of stuff to do. And so if we're able to go ahead and identify practices or technology, if technology can help us, great. But the one thing that we want to make sure that we're not doing is that we're not putting ourselves in a position where we're utilizing technology and inadvertently um, putting ourselves uh, in a position where we're backpedaling and all of a sudden we're opening ourselves up for risks in the compliance factor because it's going to be those moments that are going to be very costly and effective towards a business. And then not to mention, you know, look, as an individual practitioner, you guys are going to have to be the ones that go through all of that. So um, I think really at this point, as we continue to explore it, I'm not really concerned. I think we'll come to realize for a while that humans are still our greatest asset on this planet. All right, let's look at employment law changes and headlines across the nation. Uh, we're going to kick it off with Michigan. Uh, the state now recognizes sexual orientation as a protected class 
for companies that operate under state contracts. Uh, Massachusetts has made modifications to its rules regarding tipping employees or tipped employees. Over in New Jersey, uh, there's been an implementation uh, or a bill actually uh, placing requirements on public work contracts, imposing new requirements and training for apprentices, which is actually really interesting. Um, over on the federal level, um, with the government shutdown or the partial shutdown, I should say, um, those companies that are utilizing E-Verify, we've got some updates for you. Um, some of you who haven't brought anybody aboard since the government has experienced a partial shutdown, you may not be aware of this, um, or if you're a company that actually needs to sign up for the program, uh, right now the system is unavailable during the government shutdown. Uh, the uh, USCIS and Department of Homeland Security have implemented some policies uh, to take place uh, some of the burden off of employers until they are able to bring that system back up online. Um, so first off, the three-day rule for creating E-Verify cases has been suspended. Uh, but you do, however, still need to comply with the I-9 verification process. Um, they've also extended the amount of time which employees may resolve tentative non-confirmations, which will be equal to the number of days E-Verify is unavailable in order to begin resolving the issue. So if you have any other questions about E-Verify, um, I actually encourage you to head on over to uh, the website over at USCIS and read up on some of the updates. There's, there could be some more that have come out. And, and you know, it's going to be down until, uh, until we actually are back up and running as a full country. Over in Puerto Rico, the Department of the Treasury has announced uh, limits on qualified retirement plans for 2019. And last, Illinois has several new laws to include for uh, inactive for 2019, including uh, topics around business expense reimbursements, uh, discrimination charges filed through the Illinois Department of Human Rights, actually now permits uh, 300 days to actually file the charge, used to be 180, now it's been bumped up to 300 days, which actually now mirrors the same time as the Equal Opportunity Commission. They've also expanded job protections for military service members and have made some changes to the Illinois Equal Pay Act. So if you folks are in the states and uh, for those of you, like I said, who are in uh, E-Verify, you know, these are topics that are going to be well worth you all looking into. Um, if you want some more information and you want to kind of talk through some of those things, by all means, feel free to give us a shout and um, we'll be happy to walk through it. And you can find our contact information on our website. Okay, so here is the litany of poster changes for 2019. Um, we have gotten these again from our friends over at the Labor Law Compliance Center. For 2019, California, Maine, Washington State, Arkansas, Missouri, Arizona, Vermont, South Dakota, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Alaska, Delaware, Florida, Ohio, Montana, New York, Colorado, Rhode Island, and Oregon. All of these states have experienced poster changes at the state level effective 
January 1st of 2019. In addition to that, if you are a federal contractor, there's also been a change uh, as well, which took place on January 1st. Um, so if you operate in any of these states, or you are operating as a federal contractor, folks, please make sure that if you don't have the most recent version of these employment posters, and remember, you need both federal and state, and if you're a government contractor or a federal contractor, you need all three, federal, state, and federal contract poster as well. You can buy them hassle-free from our friends and our pals over at the Labor Law Compliance Center as a bonus. All right, always looking for a good deal here, right? You can get 25% off by using our code POSTERS19 when you, 2019 when you check out. So again, that's POSTERS2019 when you check out. And you can do that by visiting uh, laborlawcc.com or you can click the link to them on our affiliates page at bestpractice.org. And again, the code is in there as well. And posters are, look, they're an easy compliance win for your business. If you don't have posters up, um, this is a very easy thing, low-hanging fruit when it comes to um, making sure that you've got what you need and communicating uh, the things that you need to communicate to to your employees. If you get visited by the Department of Labor, I guarantee you these are the one thing that they are going to look for very, very quickly. Make sure you guys have them up. So it's January, and January means that everybody is talking about wellness programs. And it always seems like wellness programs um, coincide with resolutions, and uh, we kind of know what happens with that, right? So it sometimes seems that wellness programs, or at least some of them in general, things that I've seen, the topic is starting to become a little bit stale. Um, I'm starting to see a shift that's taking place to incorporate new ideas and methods into company-offered wellness programs, which is essentially what uh, today's episode is going to be all about. As a matter of fact, we're going to be talking about anything to support wellness programs throughout all of our episodes in the month of January. So with the turn of the new year, again, it's the most popular month to launch a wellness initiative. But you know what? Honestly, you can launch a wellness initiative any time of the year. It doesn't have to be just in January, but like I said, coincides with resolutions. Um, many companies, though, do wind up seeing a very sharp decline in employee participation, which is reflective of how people drop their New Year's resolutions. So, you know, like I said, they do correlate. For the month of January... We're going to be focusing on this as a topic, mentioned that before, and we've got some great information that we're going to share in this episode and other episodes throughout the month. We've got ideas, offers, and more, so definitely, definitely keep your ears on with us. I'm also going to be talking to you about building, supporting your wellness program well past January, and the biggest blunder the companies make with their wellness programs, and we're going to talk to our guest, Chris Bushy of Cycle Bar here in Virginia Beach. The goal of today's show is to get you guys thinking outside of the box for this year and 2020. So let's get to it. So we've seen several articles on offering rebates, on insurance costs, on-site flu shots, putting together healthier snacks for our employees or putting them in vending machines. And then also, you know, when you do your lunch and learns or company events where you bring in food, making sure that you're choosing healthier options. And all these things are really good, but they are also way oversold. Um, when you Google wellness programs and wellness program ideas, you're going to see a lot of the same things. 
But what you don't really see is what we're going to talk to today. I mean, you'll find it out there, but, um, you know, it's not an easy win. And to be honest with you, when you're first planning a wellness program, if you're not doing this, you really need to find out what your employees are interested in. If you're not polling your workforce to gauge the interest or needs, then, you know, you could be spending money and effort on ideas that don't really resonate well. And essentially leading you down the path to a failed program or an ineffective program. Uh, so if you're not doing it, take the time to poll your people. And that means asking the masses. Don't rely on the opinions of just a few people. I mean, really get into understanding what it is your workforce is interested in. Another thing that you want to do is definitely focus your activities or action items uh, that do not open you to knowing more about your employees personal well-being than you are legally entitled to and that was a topic that actually started to pop up um, man about five years ago um, there's been there's really a reason why we're uh, we're mindful of how much information uh, we as employers are privy to as a whole because honestly knowing too much puts us in a compromised position and we really are at risk of making adverse decisions that could take us down the path of discriminatory practices. Um, you know, we don't want to be in a position where we're potentially, you know, violating GINA or ERISA or, you know, we're trying to influence people to make decisions that they shouldn't be simply because, you know, we're, we're trying to move the needle in a direction. Not to mention it opens us up for potential and ADA, uh, you know, challenges as well. So, um, you know, just keep that at the tip of your mind. But some things that you can do can actually bring in a very refreshing outlook and a refreshing change to uh, your wellness program. Um, so here's a couple of ideas for you. So some of the things that you can bring in is, you know, look at, if you can do it, um, Look at installing bike racks in your parking garage. Um, you know, over here in Virginia Beach and in Norfolk and the Hampton Roads area, um, we've got scooters and bikes that you can rent. Matter of fact, when I was in San Diego last summer, um, I, there's scooters everywhere. <laughs> They're just like laying on the corner waiting for somebody to pick them up, you know, slide their card and, and go for a ride. So there's definitely a growing interest in people you know, using different types of modes of transportation in areas to where it makes sense. Um, you know, another idea, have a professional come in and provide ongoing sessions on how to reduce stress, right? You know, offer to install standing desks. That's another one. Of course, that one's going to be, you know, a cost factor, as is with the bike racks. Um, but if it's something that you're able to make available to your workforce, um, there are going to be people that are going to definitely raise their hand on that. Um, encourage or even better give employees a reason to eat lunch away from their desks and their computers M host a brown bag event that will allow employees to actually disconnect and you know look get creative with it um, keep it g-rated <laughs> you know but definitely get created with it um, there's nothing wrong with airing an episode of you know award-winning television program um, you know, guys, you can play things like the Big Bang Theory and everybody gets a good laugh. So, um, you know, encourage your teams to take those breaks during the day. Those things are really important. Um, these are some easy, low-cost ideas that can enhance your main wellness program objectives. But before you do that, speaking of object objectives, I got a question for you. Do you have wellness objectives? 
Have you taken the time to really sit down and plan your wellness program? Your program should really be a project and without obtaining an actionable goal or actionable goals, your wellness program is just basically propaganda and you're going to risk losing its effectiveness. Um, the greatest blunder, I mentioned that we're going to talk about the greatest blunder that companies make when planning a wellness program is the lack of program follow-through. Right? The program should have a full 12 months of activities planned, a strategic communications plan, and some form of ability to measure the outcome. That could be you know, determining participant rates and how you identify what those are. You know, attendance to programs. You know, have a goal. If you if you want, you know, 30% to show, shoot for 50%, right? Um, also get the support and the feedback from department leadership. You know, they're going to be major folks in keeping the, the cadence and the rhythm of this moving forward. And if you get their buy-in, you're going to get their support. You're going to have more employee engagement in that area. And, of course, most importantly, get employee feedback. Your program must also have a level of integrity behind it. Um, first off, very little happens well in a company if senior leadership doesn't continuously support the effort. However, leadership should also not bogart the rewards as well. And I say that from experience um, in a program that I participated in years ago. And basically what it was, it was a walking contest with other employees in my division across the country. Um, there were about 21, 25 teams, something like that, who joined in in a competition to see which team had the most steps in a given period of time. And I, if I remember correctly, it was a week. Um, and the competition really was based on the honor system, and many of us had invested in some form of step tracker. And, you know, back then Fitbit was just coming online, and I had Garmin, and there were, you know, others that, that were popping up, and some people just went out and got, you know, a simple pedometer that they stuck on their shoe. But regardless, um, when the numbers started popping up, the leadership team we learned had participants that openly and admittedly cheated. And, I mean, we're talking about divisional, like, under the divisional leaders and it just it wasn't good and the chatter that we heard uh, you know coming from everyone on the team and the smack talk was you know very overly competitive and was very much in your face and it was very evident that they wanted to win and win bad um, but a number of those that were participating were completely switched off and it really seemed that it was more about the ego and not the actual positive end result of building you know a constructive habit that you know positively impact the wellness of your life so um, and, and you know throughout my career that I determined was a mistake I was never gonna make and instead um, I decided to use myself as a positive influence or a role model uh, so in my last role I actually lost 13 pounds in preparation for the new year and was ready to share my best practices on how I was able to be successful and that didn't mean that I was going to talk extensively about how I did this and how I did that what I was going to share is that I took the time to figure out what worked for me and applied it and applied it consistently so while I was losing weight um, we had people noticing and starting to ask me about it and so that effort kind of started a little earlier than I planned um, but in my plans, um, I had researched several options for employees to gauge in, including identifying a wellness center that offered naturopathic options, such as a float tank. They had FDA-approved electromagne electromagnetic therapy programs. 
biometric scanning and different forms of coaching that they could engage in. Um, this was something that was, you know, not included in in our medical, you know, what would have been covered by medical benefits, but it's something that they could look into and figure out what made sense for them. Um, I had also enrolled in our EAP program and benefits providers to offer additional solutions and education to the resources that they made available to uh, the workforce. Um, something though that I have learned over the years is that although engaging with your benefits provider is actually a very lucrative option in mining those educational points and, and the different programs that they offer, the freebies, the additives, right, just outside of the you know, claims benefit itself, you also want to be very careful on actually overselling or over encouraging medical visits and basically what happens is that by you driving your utility of your benefits is really great in the sense that your employees are being seen by their doctors, that's wonderful. However, it's also a driver in increased cost to those claims and renewable costs when it comes time to flip another benefits plan year. So um, small and mid-sized market programs don't provide that kind of data on claims like large plans do, so it becomes very difficult to really fully understand exactly how your benefits programs are being utilized by your staff, especially, like I said, your small and, and mid-size. Uh, large is very simple. You can request, you know, a, you can request a claims report uh, periodically, which you should be, but again, on the other hand, you don't want to dissuade your employees from getting the medical care that they need. That's, you know, bad too. Just understand that there is duality in doing that. So you want to figure out, okay, so what's that happy medium? Um, know that your biggest obstacle in implementing a wellness program and maintaining it, your biggest grendel is individual will. It's what keeps us going. It's what craps us out at the end of the game. All right, so how do you do battle with it? How do, you, how do you confront individual will? Well, it's like a lot of the things in HR. You know, you're always going to be up against individual will. We're in the people business. We're in the human business, right? So encourage employees to make their own wellness plans with the programs that are offered, right? Go out and provide, you know, blank monthly calendars to use them kind of as a journal or an action planning to write in what they're doing and their goals that they're setting and accomplishing, right? Those are really good things that you can do that will help support. It's that helping them find the path towards disciplinary, ac not disciplinary actions, but disciplined actions that will allow them um, to garner some form of success in this program. And then offer more programs with a community feel to it. Um, and, you know, community is very big. So our largest growing workforce continues to be the millennial generation. Community is big. And, and you know, it's not going to go away anytime soon. And immediately behind, you know, Y is Generation X. And they're very much community-driven as well. So if you're able to identify programs and locations and places that have a, a focus of community to it, um, your programs are going to be a lot more successful. Which, to be honest with you, this is an absolute perfect segue to introducing uh, today's guest, which is Chris Bushy.
Uh, Chris is the owner of Cycle Bar in Virginia Beach, a place to energize your cycling experience, create a fun, inclusive, and inspiring low-impact intensity experience for riders of all ages and fitness levels. Cycle Bar is a national brand with over 350 locations in 39 states. Uh, Chris is a franchise expert over the last 20 years, and with his wife, Casey, they've owned and operated several franchise businesses, but have found a passion in the health and wellness industry with Cycle Bar Red Mill. Chris and Casey have lived in Virginia Beach for over 20 years, and giving back to the community through their businesses is a driving factor to their success. Chris, welcome. Thank you so very much for taking time out of your extremely busy day to sit and talk with us. I appreciate it. Yes, th- thank you for having me. I appreciate you you uh, reaching out and having me on the call. Um, so this is this is actually this is the fun stuff of HR. <laughs> this is, we're talking about you know it's January. Uh, I'm sure you have your your. It's a busy time of the month for you. Everybody's you know working to follow through on their New Year's resolutions, fresh beginnings, which are always really cool. Um, and and what this episode really is focused on, like you and I talked the other day, is about finding very creative and unique ways that companies can build and expand upon um, their current wellness program or the one that they're enacting for the current year, as well as, you know, freshen it up a little bit and find new things. So um, do me a favor, please tell everyone a little bit more about Cycle Bar. Yeah, Cycle Bar is... Uh, we get a lot of questions around the name. Is it a bar? Do we drink there? Do we, <laughs> you know, what do we do? But uh, the, the name as a whole, Cycle Bar, is uh, based around the atmosphere that you're coming into. So we are a premium indoor cycling studio. We have uh, our theater, uh, we call it the Cycle Theater. We have 45 bikes, uh, an instructor stage, two big screen TVs. Um, lights, um, awesome, awesome sound system. And what we do with all of that is create that premium experience for you to come in, feel very comfortable uh, about what you're doing and get a great workout in the, in the midst. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. You kind of get distracted for that, that time while you're in there. A lot of people will come in and say, I hate doing cardio, but I love taking a <laughs> cycling class at Cycle Bar because I come in, I'm in and out of there in 45 minutes and uh, I have a great time and I didn't, I really kind of tricked myself into, into exercising. So um, that's kind of our focus. We, we really are focused a lot on the experience um, that you come into. This is not just coming in and spinning like crazy. Um, it's a <laughs> lot of fun. The lights, the music, the sound, the interaction, the instructor, um, all of that drives you to just have a great time while you're in there. And then we we throw a lot of uh, awesome amenities at you. Uh, it's kind of like a spa. My wife gives me a hard time about that, but you, it's it, <laughs> you're coming into a feeling we have uh, a branded scent. We have cool scented towels. We have towels on the bike for you. We provide you a water bottle. Uh, all the amenities for the restrooms and showers. All of those things are provided. So basically, all you need to do is show up, and we'll take wow. it from there. Yeah. And did didn't I see when I was looking at the video of Cycle Bar? Didn't I see that you guys provide the shoes too? We do. Yeah. 
Um, that's that's part of that experience as well. Uh, if you think about when you you ride a bicycle outside, the best way to explain this for people who maybe haven't taken a, a spin class or have in a gym and don't have don't use cycling shoes, but think about riding your bicycle outside. You can really only push on the pedal and. Um, when we provide the shoes, you actually clip into our pedals. So you're able to push and pull. So you get a better workout, number one. And then secondly, by doing that, it's also much safer uh, when you're standing to really kind of climb a hill or speed mm -hmm. up, those kind of things. So it's twofold. It's safety. And then ultimately, you get a better workout um, by clipping in. That's awesome. Yeah, it to me it looked like when I saw the video that it's a very, very experience driven um, event. I mean, it's all very customer service friendly. You're talking about the extra amenities. I mean, that's just not something that you get at a normal gym. I mean, nobody's going to hand you a lavender scented towel when you walk in through the door. That's right. That's mm -hmm. uh, that's we're we're trying to you know break <clears throat> down all of that anxiety that some people have about going to the gym um, mm -hmm. and really turn that into something that, um, you know, people just love. And, and we have so many people that tell us that the first time in, I didn't know what to expect, but I'm so glad I finally came in, tried it out. And, you know, they, they come back again and again and again. And that's what we're looking for. That's great. Yeah. So what, what kind of opportunities do employers have by building a relationship with Cycle Bar? Yeah, I think uh, you kind of touched on this earlier around the idea that the new year, the new you, the fresh start, and that's mm -hmm. when a lot of businesses kind of, you know, they'll think about their wellness programs and so forth. And what we want to do is take that even a step further. We, we make it a year-round kind of opportunity where we work with local businesses and, and employers um, so we can, we can feature them as a business of the month in any month that they'd like. And then we open the door oh. for their employees to come in and try a ride in our studio without any cost, uh, come in completely free. And we would feature that business, uh, during that month, they can put up some promotional material and those kind of things. And it, again, just allows us to break down some of those walls where some people are a little anxious about working out, uh, especially mm -hmm. with their colleagues and so forth. But if they come in... <laughs> And, uh, you know, they, they, there's a comfort level of, uh, say you come in and it's Geico or steel or a small business, a dentist office, and we're featuring that business in our studio. Uh, those people feel very comfortable right out of the gate. And there's, there's nothing to lose except, uh, calories is one of the things we like to, <laughs> to tell people is there's no cost, come in, try it out. And then typically what we're going to do with, uh, with businesses, if they're interested as well, is we're going to offer them a, a discount to continue to ride with us. So that's part of us featuring them as a business of the month is you get your, your employees to come in, try it out, and then go from there. What you're going to do is, uh, is, uh, be given a discount so that you can, um, continue to ride. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. I really like the community aspect of the cycle bar. And I think that with the current workforce mindset and the community aspect is very important. Um, what kind of great things has your, uh, has your cycle bar community seen since you've opened your doors? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, building building our community is what we're all about. That's kind of how uh, my wife Casey and I got involved in this business. Is we we obviously wanted to you know from a true business aspect be successful, but we found the best way to be successful is to connect to your community. And that means, you know, the immediate community that's going to come in and ride, but it also means reaching out and being aware of what's going on in your community. Um, you know, we had, we've, we've done several different things with our riders and we actually reach out, um, and, and ask them for ideas. But, uh, one, one thing that's coming up is an autism awareness ride that we're doing for one of our riders. And, uh, her son has, um, uh, and she had asked if maybe we could work with her and a charity that she's very passionate about um, to help raise some money. So what we do is we allow that group or that person to set up a ride and mm -hmm. they can pick the price that they charge for that ride. So say, as an example, they may charge $25 a seat. And as people book that class, they invite their friends, their family, their network, their colleagues. We do a Facebook promotion for them. And then as that money starts to come in, at the end of the ride, you know, the fabulous big check, um, which they, they can try to cash. But we actually give them we give them an actual <laughs> check as well. And, and we give back 100% of the, the money that we raise for that group. Um, we give all that money back to them and allow them to put it towards that that uh, whatever it is the charity that they're they're wanting to work with um so that's the chair the charitable side we also do that for fundraisers for teams high schools that maybe do um you know raise money for uniforms or uh, mission trips for churches and those kind of things that that we love just connecting with our riders and we're and to them giving us suggestions on ways that we can help them. Um, and, and I think that applies um, the overall aspect of what we're trying to feel comfortable, get to know us, build a relationship with us, and then we'll, we'll kick right back into whatever it is that, that the, our riders are passionate about. Mm, that's fantastic. That's awesome. So what are some great fitness success stories that you've seen with people engaging with your business? Yeah. So uh, one that we've just recently featured actually on our, our social media um, is a lady, uh, Michelle, <clears throat> and she is very comfortable with us talking about this. She was actually part of a video that we uh, we put together and she's she, her first visit. She came in and I was actually in the studio with her on her first visit. As she left, my wife had given me a call and, and she said, well, how are things going? And I said, we had a new rider. I don't think she'll ever be back. <laughs> she just, you know, she, it was an early, early morning class. She wasn't <laughs> super excited about it. She was invited by a friend, um, and, but she was gonna give it a try. So <clears throat> she, she did end up coming back. She came back with her husband and uh, she's been riding with us for uh, almost a full year now. And wow. she, she rides five or six times a week. And she has lost 63 pounds. And, wow. and she continues to... Uh, continues down that path. She's changed her lifestyle. She's changed her eating. She's changed her exercise. And um, we don't take any credit for this, but she gives us a lot of credit 
for for just inspiring her. And that's kind of that community feel that we've been talking about is she comes in, she feels very comfortable. She's inspired by the instructor. She's treated very well. And it's just been an awesome, that's just one of many, but that, that's been an, a really awesome um, you know, testimonial that we've shared just recently, uh, with, with our riders and, and created a video out of it actually, um, that we've shared out in a lot of different social media platforms. That's fantastic Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you recommend employers proceed with building a relationship with a cycle bar location or yours if they're in the Virginia beach area? Yeah. So, um, really we do a lot of reaching out on our end, but, uh, we just, you know, any employers, you know, it, small, larger um, managers of those those businesses, um, just reach out to your HR. And the, what we we like to do is invite those folks in first and say, hey, come and test it out. See if your employees might like it. Mm-hmm. And the best way that you can explain the experience is to come and do it for yourself to begin with. And I know. Th- bar locations across the country all have a very similar focus around wanting to work with employers, whether they have a, a, a funded wellness program or they're just looking to create some incentives for their employees, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, as, as an opportunity for them to be fit or just, you know, a, an overall benefit as an employee. Uh, uh, things that I know cycle bar, uh, across the country, uh, are more than willing to do, but, uh, you know, just be open to that idea because uh, a lot of times, uh, when, when people come in and say, Hey, this is free, try it out. There's some skepticism, mm-hmm. but that, that free opportunity in, in cycle bars across the country, it's truly a free opportunity for you to come in, check it out. And, uh, we feel like the reason that we're so passionate about that is we feel like the experience that you're going to have is going to drive you to come back. So it may be the fitness or the wellness that drives you in, but it's going to be the community and the feeling that you have based around the studio that'll keep you coming back. So it's a, it's a win-win if you will. Uh, we benefit from the people coming in and coming back and the employers benefit certainly from a healthy, a motivated, active staff. Fantastic. All right. So folks can get a hold of Chris. Um, the website is redmill.cyclebar.com. That's R-E-D-M-I-L-L dot cyclebar, one word, dot com. You can also follow them on Instagram at cyclebar underscore redmill. And also at Facebook, um, at Cycle Bar Red Mill as well. And then uh, you can also reach out to them via email at redmill at cyclebar.com. National website for those of you that are listening across the country um, is cyclebar.com. Instagram and Facebook, you can follow as a national chain at Cycle Bar is their code. Chris, thank you again so much. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time. This was fantastic. We we really thank you for uh, giving us that opportunity and uh, know the HR world is something that's ever evolving and we're just happy to to help you out and and uh, touch base with you. So thanks so much. No problem.
The practice of human resources doesn't have to be as arduous as it may appear. In the short time we've been together today, we've weeded through a few topics that make the landscape of human resources a moving target. Uh, we are here to help you define your gold standard in human capital management and help you solve complex problems that come with employment and managing your people and help you keep in the know on current developing changes in the employment landscape. Some announcements before we close today. Uh, new blog post is up by guest blogger Ben Adams. Uh, ben is preparing to retire after a full 20-year career in transitioning from the U.S. Navy into the civilian workforce. Uh, he has reached out to me through LinkedIn several months ago to ask questions about the HR industry, and he is an absolute delight to talk to. So definitely check out his blog post on the bestpractices.org website. It's called Leader in Organizational Development, Lighthouse Year, and Discovery. You're going to love it. Stay tuned for another exciting announcement coming in February. I really am excited about this, but I can't share the details just yet. It's killing me because I really, really want to. Um, just know that when we share it, we'll make uh, it's what we're going to share is definitely going to make your life uh, easier. And who doesn't like that, right? All right, freebies, freebies, freebies. Um, we have free resources free today, but we have a bonus offering. Uh, before I get into freebies, we did mention Strikeforce Energy Drinks in our podcast earlier today. And being that this episode is all about wellness, we're going to give you an opportunity to save some money while you kick the can to other energy drinks in the market. Strikeforce Energy is a sugar-free, no-calorie, healthier alternative to other energy drinks out there. And you can choose from the individual packets or their pump bottles found in four flavors. Visit StrikeForceEnergy.com and enter the code AFLBRENDA4552. That's A as in Alpha, F as in Frank, L as in Lima, Brenda, 4552 to receive 20% off the retail price of StrikeForce. You can also find more information about StrikeForce on our affiliates page at bestpractices.org. Again, healthier alternative to what's out there and, and can definitely support part of your wellness program as well. So we decided to make a little bit of a change coming into the new year on how we disseminate information. And you may have remembered in the last episode that I announced that we would be hosting a new webinar. Um, we've actually decided to forego the webinars and continue providing the same high quality information through our podcast channels. So our listeners are gravitating more towards the podcast than they are the webinars. So therefore, it just made sense uh, to keep piping that information through that medium. Um, we also know how confusing it is to keep track of all the compliance deadlines required in this field, as well as how and when to find the time to engage in all the other proactive and reactive HR pieces. We've created an HR calendar for 2019 that lists all the compliance deadlines to relieve the tension of having to figure these things out for yourself. The calendar includes mandatory filing deadlines, nationally recognized holidays, as well as a few best practice recommendations kind of sprinkled in. If a bunch of compliance information consolidated onto one page. 
print it up, pin it up in your office, and use it as a tool to help you keep all the parts and pieces of the HR puzzle connected. To download this free tool, visit our website at bestpractices.work. Click on the link at the bottom of the page. And you know what? We'd love to hear from you. If you're struggling with a particular HR issue, look, reach out to us. We're here to help you be successful. This is what we do. Uh, best place to start is jumping on the website. You're welcome to go ahead and schedule a call. Um, you can go ahead and uh, you know, request a needs analysis. We can sit down and meet and identify strategic opportunities that align with your business objectives. Um, if you don't have anything to significant to speak with us about and scheduling a call or requesting a meeting is not really necessary, but if you like what you heard today and you know that you need to stay up on up-to-date uh, important changes and continue to get that advice on how to work with them, then visit bestpractices.work. Click subscribe and sign up today to have our best practices delivered to your inbox. And we're going to close it with the quote of the day from Winston Churchill. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is courage to continue that counts. Thanks for joining in again, folks, today listening. I really look forward to uh, talking to you again in the next episode. Have a good one.